Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Saturday, October 17th, 2020. I am Andrew Hansen, joined by Shane Caldwell, and this is our wide receiver tight end preview for week six. Shane, are you fired up for these last two positions? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great wide receiver plays here, so it's going to be really interesting trying to narrow down the field when you got a lot of really good matchups and a lot of players, uh, you know, players coming back from injuries and really big names. So really excited about the wide receiver picks this week. Absolutely. Yeah, some high totals, and you can find all of those exact numbers uh, if you go to the website of our presenting sponsor, betus.com.pa. Go there for all of your sports wagering and casino action and make sure to use the promo code COACHTALK, all one word. You get a 125% match on your first deposit. And Shane, in our a quarterback show, we talked about some of these high totals. And we're going to go through it again here with these wide receiver targets. So where are you starting your focus on wide receivers this week? Yeah, so here's here's my pay-up guy that I like that I think can be a nice pivot off of Devontae Adams, who should be high-owned. I like going right down to Kelvin Ridley. Uh, I think Kelvin Ridley's in a smash spot in a great game game script here. Uh, going to Minnesota, a weak secondary, a pretty suspect pass, ru- pass rush. I think Matt Ryan has a lot of time to find Kelvin Ridley wide open down the field. So I look for one of those big blow-up games from Kelvin Ridley. He is super expensive, and I think that could lower his ownership a little bit. So, and Julio Jones is coming back supposedly fully healthy that could worry people but I think that takes even more coverage and attention away from Calvin Ridley and he's shown to have blow up games with Julio Jones getting it getting attention on the other side of the field so I'm liking paying up uh, kind of a pay up to be contrarian Calvin Ridley spot here so he's uh, one of my top wide receiver plays for the week I mean, you'll pay up to be contrarian. You'll pay down to be contrarian. Whatever it takes, right, Chase? Absolutely. Yeah, that's the key there. So, you know, now that you mention it, I may pay down to be contrarian here and go with Julio Jones. I mean, when are we ever going to get him at 6,700 on DraftKings in a smash matchup here? Total on uh, BetUS is 54. And I I like his – I like that profile. So – I do like Ridley, but I also like Jones. I'm going to have exposure to both of them. And then I like the receivers on the other side, too. I mean, the Atlanta pass defense is absolutely horrible. So although Minnesota doesn't want to pass it as much as a lot of other teams in in the modern-day NFL, Adam Thielen here is is right near the top for me. Uh, Great spot for him. Uh, You know, great chemistry with Cousins so far this year. And then Jefferson, you get a little bit cheaper option there. Um, you know, I think it's about a fair difference in price, you know, because I am much more attracted to Thielen. I feel more confident in his targets. But Jefferson's shown that big upside, too. So I don't, you know, if you want to stack Cousins with both of them, I think that's a wise play. I'll probably get a lineup or two with that uh, connection. Uh, but, man, I like all four of those receivers in this game. Talk about some major game stacks there. That's a, that's a good spot. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's, it's just both amazing matchups, great, just great spots for both teams there. So Atlanta, Minnesota, definitely will have a lot of exposure to that game. Um, yeah, how about uh, going back to this Houston game? Houston going uh, at ten, going traveling to Tennessee, but Tennessee we talked about on short rest. They played on Tuesday night football. And I look for Will Fuller to have one of his breakout games here. Um, I do like Brandon Cooks. We'll talk a little bit about him. But I think Will Fuller in a great spot here. Um, I don't 
I don't think anyone in the secondary has the type of speed that can keep up with Will Fuller's speed here. And when he's healthy, uh, you know, pairing him up with Deshaun Watson is a good idea. I think he's uh, he's due for a couple of huge plays here. He's still reasonably priced. I mean, he's a little bit expensive on DraftKings, but FanDuel, he's actually cheaper at 6700 Um, So he's probably a better value on FanDuel, but I love Will Fuller here for a blow spot. I think Tennessee's uh, uh, defense, is their secondary is pretty suspect here. Not a great pass rush. So I think that that connection, uh, Deshaun Watson to Will Fuller, is going to pay off huge this week. So I'm definitely loving that. And I don't think Will Fuller is going to be super high-owned, so I like that. I mean, I think he's – you know, he'll have a little ownership, but not, not one of the highest-owned guys here. So that's one of my favorite wide receiver plays here. Nice call. I'm going to Detroit for my next pick. Uh, and anytime I mention Detroit, got to tell you where you can find Shane on Twitter, DET Sports Shane. And you can find me at Language Olympic. You can find all of us at DFS Coach Talk. And you can find the coach at J O E S A R V A D I. So love to interact with you there on Twitter. And Shane is the man with the Lions. Um, so I think, well, hopefully you'll support this play. But Mr. Galladay, coming off of two weeks' rest, since Detroit had that bye, and now they get to go to Jacksonville, ranked 29th against the pass this season. Uh, so I like me some Kenny Galladay this week. Yeah, I think he's going to be playing some bully ball, and I call him Mr. 50-50 ball, and I don't think they have anyone that can compete with that 50-50 ball. So I think Stafford's going to uh, – they're going to run the ball, and then they're going to set Galladay up for a couple play-action deep shots here because it's a vulnerable Jacksonville secondary. So look for some really good play-action deep shots to Kenny Galladay, and I can see Stafford hitting them for a deep one for a touchdown in this game. Beautiful. So I think that they could really pour it on early here against that. Uh, I think that uh, Jacksonville does have C.J. Henderson, their uh, their rookie cornerback, coming back. Um, but, you know, he's still a rookie, still inexperienced. He's probably going to be trying to match up with Galladay, and I don't I don't think he can match up with him at this point in his career. So Galladay is just going to be a, a, a physically dominate this game. So I do look for him to get involved uh, often and early. Yeah, he definitely has the two-touchdown upside, over 100 yards upside here. And he's, he's really cheap on DraftKings, so – it's going to skyrocket his ownership. Uh, so that's the only thing that I don't like about it is his ownership's going way high here. Um, but he's definitely a great play. He's just popping in, in pretty much all the value charts. He's, he's, he's a really good play here and a high projected player. Excellent. All right. Anybody else in this mid tier uh, for the wide receivers that you're looking at? You know, I think we can take a look at Jamison Crowder. Um, Going against Miami, um, they're probably going to be down in this game, the Jets. And Crowder seems to be the only playmaker on the Jets. So they just continue to pepper him with targets. And he just continues to dominate over the middle. It doesn't seem like anyone covers him. Uh, Miami doesn't really have anyone in the slot that can handle Crowder. So I think that they'll definitely be checking down to him. I really like his run after the catch ability. And they've been hitting him on some deep passes. And I think Joe Flacco looks good enough to be be serviceable. Crowder had a nice blow-up game last week, and his price remains pretty affordable. Um, so I do like Jamison Crowder. You can throw him in some of those Miami stacks if you're playing Fitzpatrick and those guys. Um, so I think he's due for a big game, and he's almost like the you know the only productive player for the Jets. So uh, someone's got to someone's got to try to get some garbage time down there in Miami, and I think Crowder's going to be the guy. Excellent. Yeah, they're they're bad against the slot, so. Uh, great matchup for Crowder. I'm going to look next to Mr. Claypool, and it's just terrific that he's priced where he is. 5200 on DraftKings coming off that monster game, and I'm going to pair him up some with Big Ben 
uh, and attack that 30th ranked Cleveland pass defense. And like I said on the quarterback show, I think Pittsburgh is going to be extra motivated here after the Miles Garrett fiasco to just put one on the Browns. So I like Claypool here. We've, of course, we've got Deontay Johnson out. So that only solidifies uh, Claypool's opportunity. So 5,200, I'm going to have a bunch of Claypool. Yeah, Pittsburgh, will, they're not they are not afraid to pour it on. And I think that uh, it's actually probably good that Cleveland, I think, can score on them a little bit as well. Cleveland's offense also looks good. So that forces Ben to have to keep passing, and Claypool just looks amazing. So uh, I don't think that was a fluke at all that he had that huge game. You know, we're not expecting a game like that this week, but he doesn't need that much to smash that value there. So exactly. uh, he's in a great spot. Um, here's another guy from the Detroit-Jacksonville game, which is a pretty high – you know, high over under here. We got what 54 and a half over under for Detroit Jacksonville is LaVisca Chenault, uh, especially if DJ Chark is out. Uh, LaVisca Chenault has just been getting more and more snaps, running more and more routes. And this guy just looks like a big play waiting to happen every time he catches the ball. He just looks really explosive, run after the catch. You know, he can pretty much do everything. And I don't think Detroit has anyone that can match up against LaVisca Chenault for his explosiveness and his speed here. So I could see him making some huge plays um, and getting red zone targets as well. And he's in that $5,000 range, $5,200 to $5,800 range. So I like LaVisca Chenault for GPPs here, especially if you want to stack, if you have some Galladay and you could kind of stack that game by bringing back uh, LaVisca Chenault for a value play here. So he's one of the guys that's popping off uh, that I think is interesting. Keep an eye on DJ Chark and see if he's active as well. And that could be interesting because then that upgrades Chenault even more. Absolutely. And Shane, we've got three more GPP plays that we like. Let's save those for our members because uh, I want to get to the tight end group here. And I also want folks to get a chance to hear from our presenting sponsor, betus.com.pa. Wake up, sports bettors. Sports are in high gear at BetUS.com, so put down the beer and make every sporting event more exciting by putting stakes on the line at BetUS. Earn bragging rights over your friends as you rake in the cash from each week's betting action. But don't settle for any other book. Choose America's favorite sports book with over 25 trusted years in the industry, BetUS. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity, but more importantly, you need a sports book that pays. BetUS has your game with action on football, baseball, basketball, MMA, golf, horse racing, and even esports. No other sportsbook welcomes newcomers like BetUS with their jaw-dropping sign-up bonuses. Sign up now with promo code COACHTALK for 125% sign-up bonus up to two grand. The best in the biz. Now you have the best book in the business with the best DFS provider in the business, Coach Talk. Create your account to make point spread bets, futures bets, prop bets, entertainment bets, live bets, and more. No other sportsbook is as committed to their members as BetUS. Sign up now and get in on the winning side of the ball. All right. Welcome back. Appreciate all the support there from betus.com.pa. And before the break, Shane, I mentioned uh, membership. Uh, we'd love to invite folks to come in. Just go to dfscoachtalk.com, pick up one of our memberships, and then we'll give you our full lineups on FanDuel every week, every slate. You know, we've been crushing it in the NFL so far, having an awesome season. Members are pumped. Uh, so, so love to have you join us. We give out full lineups on FanDuel, a cash lineup, GPP lineup. Then on DraftKings, we give out the coach's clipboard. So that's where we'll give you our core plays and a bunch of pivots. And some of the players will give a designation for a GPP focus, uh, some of the more risky, high upside guys. So that's where we'll give you all of our picks and player analysis. We'd love to have you just go to DFSCoachTalk.com 
and we'll give you those lineups about 45 minutes before kickoff. But Shane, this is the wide receiver and tight end show. So let's transition to the tight ends. Who are you looking uh, in the group of more expensive tight ends? Well, here's another one of those pay up to be contrarian guys. I think that there's so many good value tight ends that Mark Andrews from the Baltimore Ravens is not going to get as much uh, attention as he should. He's in a smash spot here. Great matchup going to Philadelphia. Philadelphia's given up some huge games against tight ends. It's been well documented, you know, uh, so that so I think that Mark Andrews here is just going to be he's going to get a ton of targets. You know, he had double digit targets last week. Uh, really uh, good game last week. And I feel like even though he's expensive, he's probably the only tight end on the slate that I can project, uh, you know, project for a, a blow up game of over 20, uh, 20 fantasy points. So I feel like you can gain an edge by having that guy that can really blow up for, you know, 20 to 25 fantasy points where other people paid down and they were looking for, you know, let's say 12 to 14 fantasy points from a tight end position. So I think because he's the only super high upside tight end here that I like, I think he's worth paying up for because I like the value plays like at wide receiver, for example, and there's a few at running back. I think that makes sense in terms of roster construction to pay up for Mark Andrews here. And he's definitely the type of guy that can get 80 to 100 yards and up to two touchdowns pretty easily in this matchup. He's the focal point of this passing game. And I think Baltimore will definitely be they're They're going to be heavy favorites and score a ton of points here. And Mark Andrews will be heavily involved. Yeah. What a huge part of that offense Certainly a guy you can feel good about paying up at the tight end's position. Now, the, the, the first guy I'm going to mention here with tight ends is a little bit on the expensive side. It's Mike Kosicki. He's not a guy that I'm, you know, I've been interested in much this season. But I, I do like the matchup here against the Jets. Uh, you know, so, sort of a similar spot to Baltimore, where they are the 10-point favorites on BetUS, over under 47. So Dolphins are going to have to score somehow. Uh, we certainly think they will. And I like the matchup against the Jets. You know, we've seen tight ends do well against them this year. Guys like Noah Fant before his injury in that game. So uh, Gesicki, uh, although he's a little bit expensive, it would be one of those, you know, again, pay up to be contrarian because I do like some of these cheaper tight ends as well. But uh, after we get away from those those two higher priced guys, who else are you looking at? Yeah, you know, Johnu Smith of the Tennessee. Titans. I mean, they're coming up that short week, but Jonu Smith did get a full practice in. He's taken off the injury report, so that's encouraging as he was on the report earlier in the week. He's pretty reasonably priced. They have an adjusted price based on his two-touchdown big game that he had the other night on Tuesday night, so he's 5200 on DraftKings, 5800 on FanDuel. I think he's going to be highly owned, but he's in a great matchup here against Houston. Should be a high-scoring game. Um, they are still favorites in that favorites in that game, high implied total. And John o. Smith should be, uh, you know, pretty heavily involved here. I like how they get him involved on like little tight end screen passes. And the guy's just a monster in terms of run after the catch and breaking tackles. And he's just a playmaker. Uh, he's even involved with a lot of their goal line work, too, in terms of being able to, you know, run the ball sometimes or just be the primary target in the red zone. So I like John o. Smith here. I think he's due for another another big game here against Houston, which should be a pretty high scoring game. Yeah, Jonu Smith was the guy we recommended to our members that, uh, that, that they used him as the captain in that showdown on Tuesday night, and that really paid off. Those two touchdowns were huge. Uh, so I'm very fond of Jonu here recently with all, all the injuries that Tennessee has had to that wide receiver core. So um, he's a guy to continue to look at. And then, you know, the other guy in that same price range is another guy from Detroit. So I'm right back to TJ Hawkinson. I want to know what your thoughts are in terms of 
Detroit's overall passing attack against Jacksonville. I think I'm a little bit more interested in it than you this week because you do like the, the rushing possibilities. But here's my question. Would it be insane in a GPP to stack Stafford and Galladay and TJ Hawkinson? You know, is it possible that there'd be enough to go around for both of those two guys? Or would you rather just stack uh, Stafford with one or the other? No, I like I like stacking both of them. I mean, GPPs, the main thing you want is teams that blow up and have huge scoring totals, and they have a ton of correlation here. So the correlation and the talent and the matchup, I'll, I'll check all the boxes there. Hawkinson, I feel like they always give him five or six targets, and then they like they take him out of the game plan. I don't know why, but it just feels like a game where, again, the Lions need to be more aggressive, and they just need to you know quit being so conservative and use the talent they have. TJ Hawkinson is a mismatch. They have a lot of great design plays for him just like Galladay, heavily involved. So in terms of the probability of passing touchdowns, those are the two primary red zone targets, Hawkinson and Galladay. So that's a great stack, and you got to have great correlation uh, to win GPP. So I really like the triple stack for the Lions there with Hawkinson and Jacksonville. Yeah, I don't, they don't really have anyone that can cover him, so it should be a great matchup. And, yeah, he, I think Hawkinson is due for a big game here as well. Excellent. All right, let's talk about some cheaper tight ends. Who are you looking at next? You know, the guy that I was on, this this happened real late. I think I texted you Sunday morning, and we were busy crunching lineups. Yes. And I got on Darren Fells really late because uh, I got wind about Aikens, and I was I was building some uh, Houston stacks with uh, Watson, and I said, man, Darren Fells has a great matchup. Um, so I played Darren Fells, and that yeah paid off pretty good. Um, he had that one long touchdown. I think it was, what, 50 yards or something like that, 47-yard touchdown. So Darren Fells uh, is only 3,800 on DraftKings. He's going to be their number one tight end. Jordan Akins is out. Uh, he's 5,100 on FanDuel. I think that could be a really low-owned play there as well. And I like how Darren Fells, you know, he's a good blocker, but he's a pretty good receiver as well. He just reminds you of a, a center in basketball just posting you up, you know. Um, he's a good route runner. He's just fundamentally sound. And because of all that speed you have with like Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller, that opens up a ton of space underneath for Darren Fells to operate, to be uh, to be the safety valve for Deshaun Watson here. So that means he can get a lot of targets and he's decent for run after the catch. He's not super fast explosive, but he's pretty powerful. So I like Darren Fells and I like the fact that he's one of the top red zone targets for them. Deshaun Watson really loves him in the red zone. Like I said, he's like a giant big basketball player. I think the guy's what, six, seven, six, eight. He can just post you up and just win in the red zone and get touchdowns. So I like Darren Fells. Uh, it doesn't take much for him to pay off that $3,800 price tag on fan or on DraftKings. And I think he could definitely have another big game where he's going to get, you know, potentially 12 plus fantasy points, which is smashing at a $3,800 salary here. So definitely like Darren Fells this week. Another guy I like in that price range, a little bit more on DraftKings at 4100 That's Eric Ebron, former Lion. What is it with me talking about all these Lions oh, and former Man. Lions? My gosh, this big, is insane. big Lions fan now. Yeah, but, I thought you were a Chicago Bears fan. Come on. <laughs> Man, but, you know, he is uh, in that spot that I talked about where I, I like Big Ben this week. And speaking of uh, quarterback, wide receiver, tight end stacks, I think you could go with Big Ben, Claypool, and Ebron. Uh, you know, Cleveland has not been good against the tight end the last couple of years. Uh, so Ebron kind of getting settled in there. Uh, I, I like him as uh, as one of the options this week. Awesome. Now, here's one from that same team, from that same game, Cleveland at Pittsburgh, that's super sneaky. Um, Austin Hooper, Hooper really 
popped off the film to me this week. Um, last week against Indianapolis, he had 10 targets. So he's getting heavily involved in this passing game here. Um, you know, Odell Beckham was out a lot of the week. So you could see that they might have Austin Hooper heavily involved in the game plan again. And I think that you can attack, uh, you have to be able to pass the ball quickly against Pittsburgh's really tough rush, you know, uh, uh, pass rush here. So Austin Hooper, again, being that safety valve over the middle, and he looked really athletic, and he he definitely is a playmaker here for Cleveland. And Hooper is the type of guy, uh, if he gets near 10 targets again, and he gets in the end zone uh, at 3,900 on DraftKings and probably a super low ownership because people are worried about that. Pittsburgh, you know, you can beat them uh, with tight ends. They're not dominant or shut down against tight ends. So it's a decent matchup in a great spot, and no one's really thinking about playing Austin Hooper. So that's why I like him in GPPs, and he's cheap as well. And I, and he's, I think he'll have a major role in this team, in this game. And if they get down, they're going to have to throw a lot because I think Pittsburgh is going to score quite a bit on them. So Austin Hooper, there's a good GPP play if you want low ownership. One more for me, and it's Trey Burton. And why do we talk about all these tight ends? Well, I, for one, like to play two tight ends on DraftKings from time to time depending on the matchups and the, the, the prices and the overall build. Uh, so uh, Trey Burton is, is an option for me. You know, a couple weeks back, I talked about how I didn't want anything to do with those Indianapolis tight ends, three-headed monster. But last week, Burton really stepped up. Uh, and, uh, you know, Doyle and, and uh, Moali Cox kind of went by the wayside with, with their role. So if Phillip Rivers is going to lean on a tight end, you know, we, we saw what he did for years uh, with the Chargers in that sense. And we, we know that he's struggling to throw the ball down the field. I'll take some clarity. I'll take Trey Burton at only 3,100 on DraftKings against Cincinnati. They're not good against tight ends. So I'll have some exposure to Burton this week. Awesome. Uh, yeah, then the other guy, if you want to go really cheap, you want to go completely dumpster dive in here. And this is in that game that we really like, the uh, Atlanta at uh, Min Minnesota game here. We got Irv Smith Jr., uh, Minnesota's running a lot of 12 personnel, so they have two tight ends on the field about 60 to 70% of the time. Irv Smith Jr. is getting a lot more involved now. He's getting more targets, more routes run, and the guy is a complete freak athlete, so he can break off those big plays, and it only really takes one big play to pay off a $2,500 salary on DraftKings. So you might as well punt the position, play Irv Smith, and he doesn't have to do much to pay off that salary there uh, on DraftKings. And he has a, actually a pretty decent ceiling here. If he can get in the end zone or pop off one big play, um, the guy is really athletic. He gets more and more heavily involved uh, every single week. And I could see him in a great matchup. Atlanta's really bad against the tight ends as well. Their linebackers and safeties are horrible, and they seem lost half the time. So this is a great uh, great spot for Irv Smith to have his breakout game because I think this guy's due and he's way too cheap. Excellent. You know, I'm just realizing, Shane, that with all these tight ends that we like this week, it's going to be hard to decide, you know, who we're going to advise our members to play and pick one. You know, you and I, we might have to arm wrestle this one out uh, to yeah. see who comes out on top because it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a grind, but we're going to we're going to go through it and finalize these lineups for our members. So, again, we invite you to jump in. Just go to DFSCoachTalk.com. Get a membership. We'll get you those final lineups here in week six. Um, what else do I need to mention here before we wrap up? want to thank our presenting sponsor, betus.com.pa. And on YouTube, please make sure to uh, click the like button. You know, this is a free podcast in front of the paywall. Click the subscribe button so you know when the shows are going to come. Uh, charity of choice at 
DFS Coach Talk. Mambaon3.org, M-A-M-B-A-O-N-T-H-R-E-E. And in terms of our uh, upcoming shows, again, we'll have the primetime show previewing the Sunday night game as well as the two Monday night games. Huge week this week with the primetime slates, Monday Night Millionaire on DraftKings. So we're going to have you ready for that. Uh, that'll be coming out late tonight, late Saturday night, early Sunday morning. So please uh, be sure to tune in to that. And thank you for all of your support. Uh, so look forward to seeing you on the next podcast as we look to crush it in DFS.